What is that tune? Beach Boys. Oh, how's that go? Beach Boys. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, sorry. Hey. All right, here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of the Thrill Podcast. This is our last episode of season one, and season two will be next. We have something new coming in that. And we have some special guests here tonight, Yizhing and Phoebe. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. And always my dad here as well, Sifu Gwensu. Ni hao. Hello. Hi. Um, we're, you know, talking, covering some topics. One topic in particular, we're talking about an p- experience with performing with Flume on a Perth Listen Out stage in front of 30,000 people. That's our topic for today. Hope you enjoy the podcast. If you want to see some more for real content, you can see us on Instagram at For Real Official and on YouTube at For Real TV. And if you're listening and you have any questions or wondering for us, then send them through to For Real at jingmo.com.au. That is F U R E E L at G I N G M O.com.au. And we'd be happy to answer your questions when we did. Absolutely. All right, let's get this episode started. Cool. For Real is about passion, it's about culture. It's not just about sharing a Chinese martial art, but it's about sharing the light at the end of my tunnel. And maybe this could be the light at the end of your tunnel. Or you can just enjoy some really cool content. And this is For Real. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 15 of the For Real podcast. This is our last episode of season one. We have something new coming to season two. And if you're following For Real Official on Instagram, yesterday I gave you a hint to that um, on my Instagram story. Next to me, I have Sifu Goensu, founder and master of Jingmo Academy, aka my one and only father. The one and only. <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Jung Su. I am a senior instructor of the Jingmo Academy and this is what I do. On the podcast, we talk about what we experience whilst practicing and teaching Kung Fu and Tai Chi from the ages of three. My father and I both started at age of three, correct? Correct. Yes. Yep. So, on this podcast, we have some special guests on this episode, Phoebe and Yi Hing Tim, as I know him. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. So, uh, Phoebe and Yi Hing, for those who don't know you, I know Yi Hing, you've been in the podcast already, but for those who don't know you... You don't have to answer these questions very uh, intensely, but, you know, have fun with it. Uh, what are three things that you cannot live without? Oh, three things I can't live without. Um, not prepared for this. Not prepared for this. Um, um, home. Okay. Um, food. Food. These are, but these are pretty dull, aren't they? Yep. Um, and something interesting. To balance out the dull things. What How's is that? what is the interesting? I don't know. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Phoebe. Um, I'm gonna say sleep is one thing that Definitely. I can't live without. Definitely. <laughs> just like recharging. Yep. So essential. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to answer. It's like you want to, like obvious things that you can't live without, like breathing and stuff. Like, well, I mean, that's. I said, don't take it too seriously. So just, just three <sighs> things that people might so under want to know um, <laughs> that you can't live without. Um, Did think it was such a hard question. My family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's one. <laughs> no, that's two. I said sleep as well. Okay, sleep. So one, three two. pairs. Of, last three one. pairs of eyes watching Phoebe. Last one. One more. Um, one more thing for the people. Um. Being present. Being present. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. All right, cool. Next question then for people to get to know you a little bit more through the podcast. Why do you like practicing Jingmo, aka Kung Fu and Tai Chi? Maybe a little bit of backstory, how you started and why why you're still going and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, No, I I heard you both start at the age of three and I thought, oh yeah, I started at the age of... 29, which is about 10 times older. Yeah. I remember it was just before I turned 30. Okay. Which is quite an old age to start I, uh, from what I have seen. Right. Uh, but there you go. I'm still here. So that was um, oh, 20 something years ago. 20. Yeah. And why do you like practicing Jingmo? Um, it, uh, it's... Um, <laughs> um, it, it, it recharges my batteries. I okay. Think, is a, is a, 
big thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Phoebe, some backstory and why you still still are practicing and recently started Kung Fu again as well. Yeah. Um, well, I can't actually remember when I first went to Kung Fu. I know it was at Elder Street and I actually went to Kung Fu before Mitchell did. Yes. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Is that right? You started well, yeah. before seeing Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, on, the, uh, on his last podcast, he did mention oh, yeah, that he, he started because... That. Phoebe started first. That's right. He yeah. did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah well done. <laughs> um, but I didn't stick with it for long because uh, I was also doing ballet and gymnastics. And so I kind of strayed from the Jingro path for a long time. Um, yep. And then, well, like uh, maybe two or three years ago, I came back to be part of the demo team with like Chinese New Year. Mm. Yeah, 20 dancing. 15, 16. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember having a conversation with you when we were in Singapore and you followed, you seeing the Singapore to the Singapore Yeah, that was, that was really fun. That was 2015. Yeah, that was, that was just after I'd finished year 12. There you go. And I came along and I was really excited cool. to be there. Yep. Um, and then, oh yeah, so then I came back and did line dancing. Yes. Because I had, well, I'd done gymnastics for about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. I'd done some circus stuff and then I'd done ballet and at that point, I think I just stopped doing ballet then. And so it was kind of like replacement for physical activity. And then it was just last year that I started actually doing Tai Chi. Hmm. Year before. Was it? Year before. Because 2017, we were in China representing. Australia. Oh, That's yeah. Right. yeah. But I wasn't officially taking classes. No. But, no. I, but, but you had started. You'd started. You knew the first yeah. 13. I did. And then yeah. I kind of forgot them a little bit, but then I relearned them. Yep. And so I've been doing that for about a year now. Yep. Um, and so you just started uh, kung fu again. I did. I well. just I just started kung fu again. Um, what what what's what why kung fu? Well, I I feel like for the past few months. Yes. I knew that I was gonna start doing it again. Okay. I just felt like you know, I just could see that that was the direction that I would eventually go in, for whatever reason. Sure. And then I, you know, then I just decided it was time. Yep. So, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Very I don't want good. to talk for too long. Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> my next point was how long have you been involved with the Jimmy Academy? But I think we've kind of covered that mm. anyway. Um, do you have anything to add, Dad? In I do. terms of watching them, watching you sing, and watching Phoebe continually be a part of the academy. Well, well, before before that, yeah, I'd I'd like to get in on the what are the three things I can't live without. Oh, okay, cool. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't even. Yeah, for well, our you guests. missed me out <laughs> for the guests. What happened to me, man? All right, all right. What are He's three your things one you and can't only live? Father. That's right, <laughs> and I didn't even get a chance to share. All right, my bad. So, all right, here we go. All right. Three things you can't live without: apples. Apples, like Apple iPhone. Apples, no, not Apple <laughs> iPhone. Apples, like not Granny Smith, m- more like Pink Ladies. Pink Lady apples. Yeah. Okay. Broccoli. Yeah. Fair enough. Coffee. Nice. They're my three things. Okay. Apart from the obvious, family, food, yeah, air, yeah, yeah. water, sleep, yeah, yeah. 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 Phoebe. Yeah. Sleep, <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from those obvious ones. Yep. Yeah. For me, it's apples, broccoli, and coffee. Cool. Well, sure. I'll chip into this then, then mm. as well. Coffee. Big thumbs up on the coffee. Uh, practice. Yep. And I say technology at the moment. Mm. I'm on my technology a lot. That's pretty good. Cool. Awesome. Um, but yes, chipping into watching them be part of the academy for so long. Yes. Are you seeing... I think we shared... Last time was like 20 odd years, 27. Um, 1992, was that? 27. 27 yeah. years 27 being years. part of the academy. Phoebe went off and on from Probably, nine, uh, what would you say? I was pretty young. It was before I did gym seriously, so maybe I was like five or six. Yeah, pretty small. You were still in your feral phase. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when I was climbing that, all over the roof. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys can't kind of hear, Yusing is is Phoebe's father as well. So, oh, oh yes, yes. One and yeah, only. I the blanks. I wouldn't one, the one and only person. Feral. He's my one and only father. Yes. Yeah. Um. So f- I've I've known Yusing and Vanessa for twenty seven years. Long yes. time. I find as I get older, I have a greater appreciation for relationships because you know when i was i remember when i was uh, um when i was a little fella and i had my first girlfriend 
Actually, it was Rosalind Kirstenfeld, and if she's listening out there, we kissed. We kissed. uh, She was my first kiss, and it was in year four, sitting underneath the teacher's desk. I know we're in grade four. I didn't kiss her. She kissed me on the cheek. So, um, and when we kind of parted ways, it was like devastating. And you know, every relationship I've had since then as a child like we know each other for a year and then we don't see each other it's like oh how do I live life again but I tell you now turning the I've recently turned the age of 54 and having the privilege and pleasure of sharing 27 years of my life with Yisi Hing and Vanessa has been an absolute joy Um, the entire true family are a amazing wholesome people i've said this many times before you're seeing uh, in great admiration of yourself and vanessa and how you guys have raised your children and lived your lives and uh made the decisions you've made absolutely absolutely honorable and fantastic and we're great friends it's uh it's really cool it's like 27 years hard to find mm. I mean there's only a handful of people like less than actually less than my hand my yeah. hand that I can well I have I have four fingers four. and a thumb not everyone does I've got six yeah <laughs> thanks baby uh, less than I can count on one hand mine in particular yeah uh, to be able to call someone a friend uh, after nearly 30 years is uh, is huge. Mm. Like, it's a real choice. Like, we both have to choose to be there for each other, meet each other halfway and, you know. Yeah. So, and wonderful children. It's like gorgeous human beings. Seeing Mitch, miss him already. Mm. And he's only been away, what? A week. A week. A week. A week and a half. A week and a half. Uh, and and you know it's a big part of my life. Phoebe, William, Emerson, so amazing, mm. all amazing people. Love them all. So that's what I got to say. Cool. Okay. So while we have this podcast today, I've asked Yixing and Phoebe to come on board to talk about. Recently, we've had on the 29th of September, we had the awesome experience performing on stage with a very popular international DJ, Flume, at Listen Out Perth Music Festival. And um, you can see some great photos on our Instagram at For Real Official. But I basically just wanted to uh, shed some light because I'm sure we all got something very different. All four of us were on stage, actually, all four of us performing some Tai Chi. Flume had a really slurryish song whatever his music is, and we did Tai Chi to it in front of 27,000 people. Well, 27,000 at 3 p.m. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. I'm assuming like 30,000. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, okay. <laughs> that many people. Um, but basically, you know, what was performing on stage with Flume like, guys? What, what do we get from that? What was... How about we pick kind of three questions here that we normally do in class? And first one is, you know, what was the best thing? Second one was... What was the uh, challenging thing? And third one is, what's one thing you learnt? About yourself. About yourself. Mm. Yeah. Take some time to think. We're still here. Well, for me, I I can can talk about what was the worst thing. Okay. So the worst thing for me was the amount of stress it took for us to get in the stadium. Yeah. Like, the the organisers were terrific and they did everything possible to give us all the directions, mud maps, emails, SMS messages... Directions. Directions, everything possible. But when once we got there, it was like lockdown. Yeah. We couldn't get in to HBF Arena at all. And then, you know, we thought we were be going to be late. We, what, we leave an hour and a half before call time. Yeah. Uh, to travel 20 minutes. Yeah. And we, we gave ourselves more than an hour to actually get to the stadium but as soon as we arrived, it was, whoops, everything's closed off. Can't was, turn there. Can't turn there. Can't turn here. Can't go back there. Who told you to come in here? You should be on that side of the road. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And then I hate running. 
Like, I really, I don't like running. Running is one of, like, if you want to torture me, just put me on a treadmill. I should have talked about what's three things you don't like. (laughs) 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 And the distance I had to run to get our tickets, that we didn't even get our tickets. Mm. It was, like, crazy. And as I was running, the security staff and the police kept watching me. It's like, oh, dear, is someone going to stop me and arrest me? Are they going to tackle me because I'm running? Uh, luckily, I'm I'm not in the age demographic of the of the listeners to listen out, so they let me go. But that was the worst thing for me. And then getting in the car and then trying to stay focused and calm when I've just been running a half marathon to go and be told that I don't need to come here to get the tickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that was the worst thing. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, you guys had a chance to think of maybe. One of three parts of the question. One of three parts. I mean, I can say it was the worst thing for me. Yes. Is that um, we got on stage, you know, all the lights were flashing and it was really overwhelming. All and lasers remember, and stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. the first time um, that I turned towards my left and I looked straight into this light and it was just flashing around my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was when I just like lost focus and then <laughs> at one or two points, I just completely forgot where I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was terrifying. Yeah. Well, for you guys listening, we, we did the uh, parts of the Yilu, which is our Chen style practical method. And y- Yilu is one of the forms that we practice. And we kind of did it all synchronized to Flume Song whilst we are on stage. Just to give you, paint you a picture of what we are doing. Were we synchronized? A little bit. We were pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> we're pretty I good. mean, we were, we were watching from behind you, think. You and I were yeah. ones behind. Yeah. <laughs> Jung and Phoebe. Wish I could have seen someone that I could like time with. Yeah. (laughs) You seen you? You were going to say something? Oh. um, Oh. oh, Well, I think it's like Phoebe. I um, um, had these moments where I thought, "Hang on, what am I doing here? What What am I doing now? What's What am I going to do next?" Mm. And and that's like the the whole distraction of that. Like everything was there. Was like it was designed to distract. So it was like it, it was there as a challenge. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was, I don't know if that was the best or the worst thing. Okay. I call it the worst thing because. Yeah. Well, you're right. Like there was everything possible to distract us other than somebody holding our hands and not letting us do the movement. Because there was flashing strobe lights, there was smoke machine, there were lasers, there was loud music, there was flume lying on the floor between us. There was, there was broken, broken pots, pots. There was on broken, the ground. Broken clay pots. <laughs> yeah, on the slippery floor. On a slippery floor that had iron and filings. And it was dusty. And, and dusty. it was tiny. It was it so was confined. Four metres by four metres. Yeah. That's all we had to actually do. Not per uh, person. No. Per all no, us. for all of us, including Flume <laughs> yeah. being in the middle. Yeah. It certainly gave me a new insight into how little space I need to be able to do a Yulu. Yeah, agreed. Mm. It was really cool. All right. Well, what was our best part then? We all kind of told me the worst part first. <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> Did you share what was the worst part for you? Ah, oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I reckon the worst part would be the yeah the stress of getting there. Once we were inside, it seemed pretty effortless. Mm. But the stress of driving, oh, like I was the driver, and we keep turning here, turning there. Um. And the, and the, just that build up, but then when we got in, as soon as we like hit the first door, <clears throat> this is where you are, get changed here, all that. So, ah, I'm finally here. So that was quite easy, and the performance was was from then on. It was quite fun. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a, like a worst part. I really enjoyed it all as a challenge. Well, next time I'll sit. You can go run. Yeah. Okay. Then you have something to talk about. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <coughs> What was our best part, guys? What do performing on stage with Flume? What was the best part? Do you think? I think it was just stood out. The anticipation. Yeah. We're like when we got onto the little golf cart on the yes. way to the stage, yes. and we're just driving on this um, unsealed ground yeah. past the fence, where yeah. you can see thousands of people behind. Yeah. Thirty of them. Not Thirty thousand. Thirty of, of them. the thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Like the lead up to it was. Oh, yes, and backstage. We got to see some really cool stuff. Oh, that was amazing backstage. And heard some amazing singing. That was. We did. Mm. Who was the the female artist? 
Vera Blue. Vera Blue. She has she an has amazing a... voice. Yes, she does. Like That's she crazy. was warming up in the change room beside us. Yeah. Mm. Warming her voice up. Yeah. Amazing. Like yeah. just natural voice. Mm. It's beautiful. Voice. Like, yeah, that was, what I was going to say, that was one of my best bits is mm. we were in the same area where Flume and his, his guest artists were um, warming up, putting their makeup on and whatnot. And I'm pretty, pretty sure out of all of us, including St. Chris, I was the one that picked out Flume first. And you I said, did. I said, You're I like, think, oh, it's him. I think that's, that's that guy. I think that's Flume. Cause I'm, I, don't, I listen to his music on like the radio and Spotify and stuff, but I don't follow him as a, a, you know, a human. As, as a human, as the one and only human. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I saw who who he was, I was like, I think that's him. And then we got introduced to him, stuff like that. Yeah. But also there was a girl next to us in the in the green room next to us. Mm. And she was like warming up her voice, singing. And then she sung part of a song that I know from Flume. Mm. I was like, I mean, it was pointing to you, Phoebe. Yeah. I was like, I think that's, do you know that song? I think that's, I think that's her. But I didn't know her name. Yeah. And yeah all the artists yeah. there... I kind of knew of, I was like, I think it's them, but I'm not sure. And where we were, because there were so many people around and I, I mean, maybe the, the concrete was really thick, we couldn't get any um, reception with our phones. So I That's right. I couldn't search. I was trying to search up these artists that were here. Yeah. But yeah, we thought, I thought it was her. Yeah. We heard her sing that part of the song. Well, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> she just warmed me up and she really sing. Cause yeah. Even her warm up was... Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I can't, yeah. It can't Angelic. describe it. Angelic, yes, that's probably the best way to mm. describe her. Mm. Mm. No, yeah, that's one of my favorite bits. Vera Blue. Yeah, yours. You were saying you were, you were driving up oh. anticipation. Oh yeah, and then like I mean, like the whole experience was just oh, surreal. Mm. It was really cool. Next level. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You see, best part. Um. Yeah, I think like the whole experience, as as Phoebe says, I agree. <laughs> but I think just um, I, I like bass. Bass. Yeah, you like bass? Like, we got, well, we got uh, a lot of bass. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. oh, we don't get to listen to it much at our house because Vanessa doesn't like bass. Right. And being backstage, close to these speakers, it was like that. Was, that's how that music is supposed to be experienced. Yeah. 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 yeah you yeah. can't really experience it unless you're there. Exactly. Mm. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. That's why people mm. pay. It was like mm. I didn't need earphones. Mm. Or like earplugs because it wasn't loud. Piercing. It, yeah. It yeah. wasn't like. Like nightclub loud, it's just volume turned up. No, it was. It's all the equipment that was meant for that music. Yeah, wasn't it? You think? Yeah. Felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing Chris might have had a different feeling about if it was too loud because it was right in front of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was good where we were. We were yeah, exactly. we're in the best place. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Did you share best part? Not yet. Oh. So I have many yep. best parts. Yeah. My number one in chronological order. My number one best part was actually getting through. The fr- first security door with our credentials and and our lanyards around our neck and the 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 wristband thing, and we were going to the change rooms, the artist change rooms. For me, that was like, oh, we're here, mm. and I was really grateful for that. I could hear the music, but I had no idea what I'd never been to a music festival, so I had mm. no idea what to expect. Then the next, actually, the point before that which made me feel like a VIP, was when we followed the golf buggy from the front gate of the um, the dirt track. That the fe- green ramp. The green ramp. <laughs> That's right. There was nothing <laughs> green about that ramp. It wasn't ramp. even a ramp. No. It was like... It, was it wasn't pla- even a it ramp. Was planks of wood. Yeah, it was, it was planks, planks of wood. You can climb planks the curb. That's right. Yeah. There was nothing rampy about it and there was nothing green. Anyway, from that point, we followed the golf buggy and we parked yeah and then we got into the golf buggy and the first point i felt like a vip is when we got into the golf buggy and it drove us 20 meters yeah to yeah literally <laughs> literally yeah. 20 yeah. meters to the entrance of the compound the backstage backstage yeah i thought wow we're truly vips now because yeah. we don't need a walk we don't need to <laughs> <No>. walk <laughs> and then we had our credentials on and then the next best part was going through the bus the basketball arena where the stuff was and then being escorted to the vip area where flume and his guests were because it was only for us mm. and it was like the 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 security guy who I asked, you know, we're here to perform. Um, we don't know which which is our change room, 
And he says, well, who are you guys? And I said, well, we're performing with Flume. We're the Tai Chi guys. And he goes, oh. It's like, oh, really? We're special, are we? Because the face he gave me was like, oh, we're special. <laughs> so he says, just just hang on. And he goes, gets on his mic that was on his shoulder. Hello, Gary. I got the Tai Chi guys here. Flume. Just confirming I can take them up to the VIP area. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. So then we followed him and went upstairs and it's like, wow, this is this is it. And it was so quiet upstairs because yeah. there was only us. Yeah. And we went through, I didn't know, but there were three security guards up there because yeah. I spoke to the guy who was at the entrance to the change room area. And he says, yeah, I said, you're busy night. He goes, oh, I've been here since 8 a.m. Jeez. Yes. I said, Jeez. when do you finish? And he goes, well, there's three of us at every entrance. We'll be here till after midnight. It's a long they, shift. And they look like they're just standing there. Well, he was. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if it was me, I'd I'd be doing elus. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be doing something. I'd be make good use of this time. <laughs> but that's his job. That is his job. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's like, you know, creating master plans in his in his head. Maybe, maybe. And then the next best one was actually meeting Harley. Yeah. AKA Flu. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's we know right. him by his first name. He was so cool. Yeah. Like as as Harley's just a down to earth regular guy. I wouldn't have even guessed it was him. Yeah. Like it was just regular person saying hello to everyone and then asking if he'd take a photo. Well, asking I asked if one of the stage managers if uh, we could get a photo with him and meet him. And he said, yeah, sure. So then it was talking with Harley. That was awesome. Mm. Just having a chat with him it wasn't about music. It wasn't about fame. It wasn't. We weren't. We weren't like bowing down to him, and he wasn't treating us any different. It was like we we're just regular people talking about stuff and capturing a photo with him doing our favorite Tai Chi pose mm. it was really cool. So that was mine. Best parts, and then definitely being on stage. Yeah, like backstage was awesome. I've got some video because seeing Chris wanted me to um, take some video on my phone on the gimbal and um, I asked the stage manager, where can I put this? And he's looking at me because we're shouting, where can I put this? <laughs> Guess so what? Where can I put this? What? So this, I'm recording. Where can I put it? He says, over there. And he points down on the floor. There's a, there's a cross. There was actually a cross marked on the floor. I reckon it's where he stands. Because it was with white tape. There was yeah. white tape and a square and a cross. Yeah. He says, over there on that cross. So I put the, and if you look at the footage, it's not actually, I don't know how St. Chris is going to use it because the bass was so <laughs> powerful. <laughs> yeah, like the, the gimbal couldn't, couldn't stop the, the, the vibration through the whole there thing. The gimbal is not as good as it says then. It can't, it can't sustain Money back. F- fluid motion. <laughs> There's, oh yeah, I'm I don't probably know. not guaranteed to work against future bass. Okay, yeah, that There'll was be awesome. Some small fine print, unless um, you're at a concert. Unless, yeah, in the fine print, yeah, <laughs> with flume <laughs> on stage, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Mm. And I've never, I have not seen thirty thousand people in one place facing one direction. Yeah, like facing me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was I, crazy. Like we couldn't I've see everyone either. Been to the rugby where there's been forty thousand people all looking at the rugby pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one's looking at each other. Yeah. They're all we're all looking at the players. Yeah. Down playing, chasing the little oblong ball. Yeah. But when we're up on stage and everything was facing that direction, I was like, Wow, this crazy. is intense. Another thing for that when everyone's facing they're you know, they're cheering, they're shouting and everything. But when you see it in like videos or music videos where they put in the sound effect of people cheering and stuff, yeah. you don't get that same effect of actually 30,000 people cheering at you. Yeah. It's such a different yeah. feeling. Yeah. I lost presence a couple of times. Agreed. I'm, I'm grateful that I've got daily practice under my belt because yep. there's a few times where I'm going, whoa, I'm on automatic pilot here. <laughs> What's happened? Whoa. It's like, whoa, this is, this is nuts. Absolutely crazy. And then Flume would be walking in between us, doing his thing, dancing. That was really cool. It was very cool. Like, I almost, Chris, have you got a photo? I almost like um, 
pressed into him. And so he, like, dodged out of the way. Cause Is that right? You could see that I had to go that way. That's um, cool. I wasn't sure what to do. Mm. That was really cool. <laughs> Great. That's everyone's favourite bit? No, I've got more. The whole thing was, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, that's what we talk about all day. But, yeah. Just, um, like, being a part of that... Yeah, Whole yeah, exactly. Well, what, what one thing that we haven't actually mentioned is I I like seeing everyone's job. Like everyone there had a job. Mm. This person was talking to this person. This person talks to that person. There's a person sitting at the computer behind the stage working something. There's another person pointing at something. Like everyone had a job, and all these cables are leading somewhere, and like everyone knew what they had to do to make this thing work. Including such a big production. Including that drunk guy that was... <laughs> I don't know he what had he was doing. He yeah. had a job too. He probably had like yeah. a backstage pass or something. He had a job. Yeah. His job was death Stand on the there. spot. <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. Spot. It was, wasn't it? He was just oh, drunk. Another favourite bit was what? standing next to Vera Blue before we all went on. Yeah. She'd, she'd, she was so nice She'd go well. into a certain set of music. Um, but also, I don't know if you guys saw, when we came off stage, she was, like, clapping and, like, cheering for us. Yeah. On the side, she was the couch so nice. There. Yeah. So, yeah, like, all of it, seeing all the nitty-gritty um, organization really was cool. Mm. Even to, like, when we sat down and ate at the end, mm. like, this person makes the food. You yeah. Know, it's like, everyone had a job, including us. Yeah. We were all part of a big picture. I, I was really grateful, actually, having said, you just mentioned that the yeah. caterers. Yep. They closed at nine. Yeah. They brought food back for us. Yeah. I was so grateful for that because they didn't have to do it. They were contracted till nine o'clock. Coffee machine was still going, whereas they could have cleaned up at 10 to nine and shut down and switched off and said, sorry, guys, close at nine. Mm. They still served us, still brought food out. It was so good of them. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really good. Mm. It was great. Oh, what was our um, something that we learned about ourselves mm. doing the performance with Flume on stage there? Something we learnt. Mm. Mm. Shall I go first? Yeah. Mm. Um, I learnt just reflecting at the end whilst we're eating. I learnt that, um, like you said before, Dad, having that daily practice underneath your belt, it really helped me uh, process those challenges and be able to keep going. It was almost like my body was autopilot. Like I'd almost be watching myself in third person when I lose my spot. Or even at good points where I know I'm only doing a single whip here and uh, my eyes could leave my head, my mind could leave my body for a moment. It's weird. And I was looking at the crowd, I was like, oh, appreciating. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, oh, go back into it and I have to concentrate again. Mm. Um, and having that practice, I feel like if I didn't have that practice, I'd be concentrating a lot on what I am doing. I cannot, can't focus on anything else. And being able to... Uh, adjust to the space that we had the little space we had being to being able to adjust with flume weaving in and out between us on stage uh being adjust with the dusty floor and and bits of clay pot pots on the floor gunpowder gunpowder being adjust with lasers coming into my eyes and and strobe lights changing my vision like i didn't know if phoebe was really there or she's over there in front of me it, like all of it was like you guys said, it's such a distraction. But one thing I learned is that with my daily practice, I was able to kind of keep going and keep adapting and do my best. And even to the point where we went a little bit faster than rehearsals in the song. Mm. Mm. And there's a certain point in the song, like at the end, we were you know, scheduled to stop and then walk off. But mm. we finished like ten seconds earlier, mm. and we stopped, but the music was still going. So um, being at the front. I kind of just kept going with the form at the bit that kind of molded into the next bit. And you guys obviously seemed like you followed. Mm. And then mm. 10 seconds later, we all walked off. But it felt great that we didn't stand there looking stupid. Like, oh, we finished a bit earlier. What do we do? It's mm. like we just seamlessly kept going and we're really professional about it. Mm. That was well, something I learned. Cool. Phoebe, you see him. Um. <laughs> One thing you learned about yourself. You know, after the performance, I was really annoyed with myself mm. because because I didn't had I hadn't been practicing daily at that point. No, and so it wasn't muscle memory, and so I did get lost, and I I couldn't even say like how obvious that was. I can't remember because <laughs> I was just so I don't know in the moment. Um, so since then, I started practicing more consistently. Okay. So from that experience, <laughs> yeah, but it took me a while to go back to the yearly because I, I, I was kind of afraid to yeah. go back to it. Yeah. And relive 
like whatever had happened on stage because I didn't yeah. want to have like this realization that oh, I'd completely stuffed this up. True. So that was like difficult, but I don't know. I think it was important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. So you. I wish it had gone better. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to do it, and I kind of just I just want to go out there and try again, like because I know you could do it that much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I just I want to prove myself, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. All right. You see? Uh, yeah, I had a. When I get nervous about things, I, I don't even know if I'm conscious, but my body does. Yes. So I, I produce a lot of air and I belch. Okay. Long and loud, frequently. Yeah. For like a whole day beforehand. Yeah. Um, so that was happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I, many times at the point of saying, oh, I don't think I can go through it. I'll have to ring them up and say, oh, well, get someone else to do it because... You know, just can't face it because we, we did that run through on Saturday. Yeah. I just kept looking at the ground and uh, on hang, oh, I've got to change this because I can't fit in. And then I, then as soon as I started doing that, I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. I was following yeah, through. He was a bit of a mess that day. I was a mess. Yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. didn't know he that. He was terrified. <laughs> and I thought, no, nah, uh, so, you know, there, there was part of me said, I've got to, I can't, I can't possibly do it. And then the part of me said, oh, come on, you, you got to do it. So. Mm. And there was no real reason why I couldn't. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously don't do much for practice, you guys. Mm. I've only just, like, I, I don't feel like I'm a master of the form. Okay. But um, I make my way through it. Um, sure, I'm, I'm always learning things and doing little things a little different from now, now and then. Yep. When I go through it. Um, but, you know, when things are changed and, like, there's... Like when I practice at home, there's a space and, yes. and I know where I am in the space. But yes. when it gets small, it's like, hang on, where am I now? Yep. This is like this bit, oh, hang on, I'm doing something else now. And then it's yep. like all that stuff running through my head. Yep. Mm. Um, but then I got out there and um, I didn't didn't even realise there was a crowd there. I don't know if because I was the back of the stage. Mm. Or I but I, did, <laughs> I didn't, didn't, look, didn't look, didn't notice. Um and there were bits where I thought, oh, hang on, as I said, oh, where am I now? What am I doing? And, mm. and then I just kept going and anyway, made it through. Mm. Um, so what I learned for myself, um, oh, use attack as my indestructible spiritual strength. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. Nice. Cool. Have you gone? <coughs> no, I haven't no. gone. Yeah, no. Are you going to go next? No, I went first. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was the one thing you got for yourself? I got that uh, daily practice really helped me ah, with, through the challenges. Right. I remember now, under your belt. Yes. I was and like the antithesis to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I got for myself that I really like performing. Mm. Uh, it's like, that was a bit scary. It's like, nothing phased me here. I really like this. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, get me on stage again. Mm. I love this. It's pretty fun. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was huge fun. Um, I don't know whether I told you guys, but that night when we came home and I shared everything with Simo and told her about how it was and she was so excited. How'd you go? And we couldn't actually get phone reception out. No. I reckon it was because there's 30,000 phones going at yeah, the same time. Yeah, I reckon. Definitely. But um, I sent Sari a email. So... Who the, is Sari? So she's she's one of the... Uh, producers slash uh, management crew. So there's four of them that travelled with Flume out here. Mm. We met all four of them. Yep. Uh, and Sari, sorry, so she, she goes by Sari. It's S-A-R-I. They're all from the States, so mm. they say it quite differently to how I would say it. And I actually emailed Sari and I said, thanks very much for the fantastic op opportunity and the amazing experience we have. By the way... We're open to coming to perform with Flume again. As long as you paid for our expenses, we'd do it for nothing. It was like, <laughs> uh, so I, sorry, I spoke on behalf of everybody, but it's like, oh, yeah. No, I'm, I mean. Oh, yeah. If they need someone for Adelaide, we're gone. If they need someone for Brisbane, we'll be there. Mm. Auckland, bring it on. Somewhere in the States, oh, yeah. That yeah, be cool. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We can go on tour with them out in the States, do a three-month tour or something like that. That'd be nice. Oh, be don't mind if I do. Yeah. I don't know if you... Could you get time off work, you see? Well, I don't know. Depends, depends on what the pay is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be experiences. 
and 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 podcasts on the road. That's right. Oh yeah, That'd road be trip, road trip podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Special mm. series. Yeah, the Flume series. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Sari, if you're listening, uh, we're we're there. We're ready and waiting, willing and able. Yes, and mm. keen, very keen. Oh yeah, that mm. was such an awesome experience. So good. Yeah. Nice. Anything else to add with this flume experience? I think we're kind of reminiscing and, and yeah. talking yeah. out loud. I, I think I think um, for me it was like when I realised it was big. Yeah. When we got in there, we you know, we did the golf buggy thing. Yes. And we did the security thing. But then we, when we got in, it was like everybody had an American accent. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is right. an international yeah. act. Yeah. 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 Except flume, you know. You, oh, except flume. Which you, you talk. Who told me? I think you told me. He's English. Yeah. That's why I Sydney. looked him up before. Yeah. And I thought, oh, he's a guy from Australia. So yeah, it's from Australia. Yeah, it's just an Australian, Australian thing. Mm. No. Exactly. Did you not I say agree. Sydney? I thought you said Sydney. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I just like, <laughs> I haven't really interacted with really many Americans at all. And so yeah. that definitely like legitimized how, how big a thing <laughs> it mm. was. Mm. <laughs> Never going to forget it. It was awesome. It was very cool. It was awesome. Um, I just yeah. want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say thank you to Seafood Daniel King of yep. Perth Wing Chun, because everyone asked me how'd you get this gig, and I said, well, actually, a friend of mine um, passed it on. Yep. So uh, they don't do Tai Chi, yep. and they were they they were the contact point. For, I don't know how um, for Perth, and he sent an email as soon as he received it, and CC'd me in and said, look, I'm sorry, we don't do Tai Chi, but good friend of mine, Seafood Gawain Sue. They do. They might be able to help out. And that was it. That mm. was the contact. Cool. So I'm very grateful. Definitely, too, yeah. For yeah, me too. Sifu Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sifu yes. Dan. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, um, once again, guys, if you want to see some photos from that event, you can check it out on Instagram at For Real Official. I did post it a few days later, and that was mm. awesome. Mm. Um, so are we ready for some segues? Shall we seg it? Seg it. All right. So these are all from Bruce Lee. I thought it was fitting since we're oh, talking about martial arts. He's asking stuff. us questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, these quotes are from Bruce Lee. All right. Are you guys ready? I want to hear your thoughts on this on these quotes. Fire away. No. Okay, cool. It's like we need some music behind mm. it. You can, add you can uh, edit that in, yeah. 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 Some music. As long as it's lime dancing music. All right, here we go. I fear not the man who who has practiced a thou- 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Well, that rule of 10,000. The rule of 10,000. I copy and pasted yeah. that as well. I didn't write, write that. So I fear so. not the man who, is, who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. What do you guys make that mean in maybe life or in your training as well? Mm. Mm. I mean, I guess it kind of ties into the the daily practice. Agreed. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, but yes. uh, like whatever it is you're practicing, if you if you do it enough, yep, it will just um, like the connections in your brain in order to do it will just be instant. Mm. Mm. Yep. You won't have to think about it. It'll just be reflex. Yep. Which uh, which is that's really hard. Because you want to chop and change all the time because it's just yeah. hard work, isn't it? Mm. Yep. All right. You seeing? What do you think? I'm, d- I'm just. I'm, I've got an image in my mind of how you can practice ten thousand different kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take everything so literally. Yes. Um, I think you must get something out of that. I'm just. But um, yeah. Maybe Obviously, if you do. Exercise. If you do the same thing ten thousand, it's like you 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 actually master it. I guess. Yes. Yes. And that's I think that's the point of that. Okay. Yeah. For me the the doing one thing ten thousand times, there's a real challenge in that. Yeah. And that's in the boredom. Yeah. Like it's incredibly boring yep. to do the same thing ten thousand times over. Yeah. And that's where I think I you know, if it was in the judgment of it went wrong in my earlier life where I thought Learning another drill meant I was better. Mm. Uh, learning another weapon meant I was better. Um, doing another event meant I was better, like changing something up. Mm. And I really never f- had that satisfaction. I never felt like it was a part of me. And I never had a, 
appreciated or experienced the amount of joy that I do now. Yep. So the the doing one thing 10,000 times, the real challenge is the boredom. And I reckon that's where most people uh, fall over, mm. right, as an analogy, um, because we think, oh, look, I, you know, I know this now. Is there something else? And then they need to find something else mm. to do, yep. which you know, kind of kind of comes back to the adage of um, jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah. Um, kind of. Uh, but like you saying, you know, there's probably something in doing 10,000 kicks once. There's probably some benefit in that. Yes. But I think uh, for me, what I would really miss out on is discovering my ability to be able to focus so deeply in the detail that completely, completely bypasses the boredom. Because mm. that's one of my challenges. Yep. I'm in week 86 of 100 weeks now, and it's like it's the same form. <laughs> it's actually the same form, right? Like I'm not, ah! doing, I'm not doing anything different. Yep. And, uh, you know, for the first 20-odd weeks, it was so hard just to do it again. Like, do I have to do it again? And it was a countdown. It was like torture. Oh, 20, 19, 18, one more, 17. You know, literally, I was counting down. It was so torturous. It was like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? And I, these ridiculous conversations were happening in my head. And then I would forget on one day completely to do Yilu's and then realize at 10.30 that I had 24 to go. So, oh, no. How do I do this? So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's something in that monotony that we can all learn something from, that monotony. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. what I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I get that. I can see that now when see your perspectives. Um, I think what, what I think about is my days in the freeform fighting, the full mm. contact fighting circuit that you created with others as well. Mm, mm. Um, was it being, I think I was what, 15, 16? Mm. Oh, you said when I started? No, no, no. You when were, I started. You were younger than that. Younger? Actually. No, I think I was 15, 16. Weren't you in, you were, were you in year 10 at the time? Yeah. 15, 16. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, is that 15, 16? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 15, 14, yeah, 15. 15. Year 10. But I was a year older, so I was 15, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 16 year 10. Then. Well, yeah. then yes. Yeah. That is year 10. Okay. Okay. So, at those young, uh, younger years of mine, I in that training, when I go into a, a competition fight and they come out of it, I'd look at it as a, like, all right, I didn't do so well there, so I'll add more exercises to get better at that certain thing that I want to get better at. Mm. Whereas if I was to go back now or if I was to talk to my younger self, I'd say, you know, don't add all this in. Just stick to the one thing that you're doing mm. and keep doing it better mm. instead of doing the 10,000 different kicks, do mm. the one kick 10,000 mm. times. Um, but I see myself now in, in like push hands, which is another combative thing. I think it comes, back, comes out of me in, in combative things more than if I was to do yearly. It's like I know I just sit in that, but because it's combative... Um, there's a competition and there's there's feedback from others and there's people punching, kicking me or trying to throw me down as well. Um, in the push hands, w when I find I'm most effective is when I do a move, it doesn't work, I try it again, I try it again, I try it again, I try it again, and if eventually it pans out. And then when I practice in a, cons in a consistent time or order, it takes less time to do that move to effectively. Mm. That's what I've noticed, but mm. I can't help it but to try you know five moves instead of just do the one five times for mm. example mm -mm. so that's how i see that to relate to me right now cool next segue another bruce lee one segi segit segit in the in the middle of chaos lies opportunity <sighs> in the middle of chaos do you think bruce lee came up all these or did he refer to others too i mean <laughs> oh, i don't yeah i don't know how many are there <laughs> Oh, this website's worth. Okay. What do you guys think? In the middle of chaos lies opportunity. I oh, know. I like a bit of chaos. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I like being overwhelmed. Like the flim. <laughs> like yeah. The flim like I really enjoyed being overwhelmed, even though it was like, it was terrifying. Yeah. And I, it was kind of kind of shameful almost. I feel like I was I was letting, letting people down, when I forgot where I was. Right. 
but um, it makes me feel alive. Okay. Mm. <laughs> cool. All right. What about you seeing? Yeah, I think, yes, it's like um, when you're at your most, like, on the edge, mm. that's when you learn the most, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. I guess that's how I'm interpreting that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Dad? Mm. Um, uh, one person's chaos could be another person's order. I, I don't know about... Um, what, you know, like what I see is chaos is lacking control. And um, there's a very big part of me that likes to have things ordered. And I, I think actually, you seeing it was Vanessa that said to me one day, just recently, I think it was even this year. I think it might actually be this year. And she said, she said, see, for, you know, <clears throat> how she said something like, I can't quote exactly, but it was something like, Sifu, I'm really impressed with how you can deal with chaos now. And I said, what do you mean? It was here. It was actually here at home. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, when we first met you, you're like, you're totally ordered. Like everything had a place and it was so ordered that we kind of, she says, I kind of felt uncomfortable inviting you back to our place because it was so different. But like, you're totally in chaos now. She goes, how did you do it? I said, well, she did. She said, right here. I, I remember saying something about that. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, actually, what I've worked out for me is that the, the letting go of having to have control was an internal process. Mm. It was actually, I needed space. So when I need to order things, like on my desk or in my room or in my bag or wherever, it actually is a sign for me that I've got no space in my head anymore. So outside has to have some order. Otherwise, I'm just going to go crazy because mm. I've got nothing left in my skull. No space. It's all tight. So um, what I said to Vanessa was what I had to work out was why did I have this obsession with having order and it was actually because I needed to create space in my head. So then I, f I figured, well, if I created space in my head, then it wouldn't matter what was outside. Mm. So as long as I had space in me, then outside could be in total chaos and I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not so much in the middle of chaos lies opportunity. It's how do I actually deal with the chaos and it's working out the space in my head. Mm. And one of the things that I do that creates space in my head is daily practice. Mm. So every day I practice, it's every day I create space in my head, which means I have a greater ability to deal with chaos. Mm. And, you know, like I can actually see a direct relationship to how many yilus I get started in the day and what sort of mood I'm in has a direct relationship fewer yilus in the day means i'm in a rattier mood <laughs> and as the pressures build up the more yilus i do oh, the more space i've got mm. and and therefore the better i can do my job be around i'm easier to live with yeah all that sort of stuff yeah so you know, that's when i hear that that's that's what i get for myself yeah chaos well just hearing with your sharing, mm. I think I'm a bit similar in that when I, yeah when I practice, I create space for myself. Like I feel good in my body, I have space in my mind, and everything's all right. And that translates to how messy my room is on Sunday. <laughs> no, it literally does. So if I don't right. have space, then my things get uh, messed up first, if you like. So I'll, you know, I'll do. I'm trying to do my best everywhere, but I feel like the place I can let go the most is my own room because that doesn't affect anyone but me, really. Oh. Yeah. So I'll, if I, someday my room is somewhat clean and it's all tidy, I'm like, ah, oh, this week I did it right. But if it's like stuff everywhere, then I'm like, oh, well, this week wasn't all right. That's kind of my thing at the moment. So Sundays is the day I, I spend cleaning and, and tidying up and getting ready for the week. And that's, that's what. 
Sure. Relates to your, but that doesn't actually talk about the the chaos and opportunity. No. Uh, yeah, I feel like I didn't stop. <laughs> I was just like, oh. that's, a, that's a stimulus. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I didn't really answer whatever I was supposed to answer. Yeah. God. <laughs> I also was thinking just then. Oh, so sad. The only person affects having a messy room is you. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> like, what? you know. No. Ah, I don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll you'll get it one day. Okay, that's right. You're about to go oh, back oh, and listen to Food Real. I think it's a parent 15. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. parent thing. No, I didn't get it. No. All right. It's because uh, you're not a parent, so you don't have to worry about it. Sure. Sure. Okay. Last segue <laughs> before we finish the podcast today. Should last segue be in the middle, like to join things. I guess so, but I put it at the end because I <laughs> knew that we could talk <laughs> a lot about flume. Oh, okay. All right, for it is easy to criticize and break down the spirit of others, but to know yourself takes a lifetime. Do you want it again? For it is easy to criticize and break down the spirit of others. Break down the spirit of others, but to know yourself takes a lifetime. Oh, I think breakdown doesn't mean destroy, but breakdown is in to take it into pieces and understand. No, I think yeah. it means destroy. You reckon? Yeah, it means like be the to bully. To judge? Yeah, to judge, to be the bully. Okay. To not look at it from their point of view. Yeah, because it's so easy from the outside to see something that if you're stuck in the middle of your own experiences, you might not see. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So maybe. But, <laughs> yeah. But to like kind of understand the truth with yourself, you discover the truth of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> the choice between yeah, peace and comfort. <laughs> We got there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you named it philosophy. Oh. I had to name the motto, you know. Uh, what do we think about this quote, though, from Bruce Ree? What was it again? Yeah, one more time. For it is easier to criticise and break down the spirit of others, but to know yourself takes a lifetime. Sounds like something out of the Bible, doesn't it? Mm. Maybe for it is easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a camel or something <laughs> what? <laughs> than to get into the kingdom of heaven. I'm not sure you see. Like that <laughs> that would be difficult. I missed that. I missed that in religious ed. Yeah. That's oh, very good, you see. Is that really a biblical quote? Something like that, yeah. Although I'll say with four, that. Of, four you do so, you, four it is easier for... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so for it is easy yeah. to criticise and break down the spirit of others. Hmm. Mm. I mean, the end of that quote, then to know yourself, is, is that how it ends? Mm-hmm. To um, know yourself takes a lifetime. I don't think that I'm any one thing constantly. So I feel like it's not really knowing yourself. It's kind of just uh, creating or just being yourself. Mm. And I feel like I've changed so much from even like a year ago. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I don't know, but this is not really answering. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, not, again. it's not, guess, it's not answering <laughs> anything. It's just a spark conversation. Yeah. What well, didn't spark? <laughs> 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 well, that's spark I need to see enough. it. Everyone <laughs> else can see this quote, right? Yeah. It, it, I said it like five <laughs> times. <laughs> More than yeah. five minutes. It's hard. It's hard for us to grab it's, a hold it's of that. It's very difficult so to, alien. to digest. Yeah. Right. Mm. Because we don't criticize yeah. others. Well, I think. I got. I, I started on the religious thing. It reminds me of a. I had a friend when I went to school. Yeah. Okay. His, da- his brother was trained to be a priest, and I think it was the first sermon I ever went to. He, he did his first sermon at this um, church, and it was. Uh, I can't remember the the thing he was quoting, but the the thing that stuck in my mind was it was. Um, uh, before you can uh, see to remove the speck of dust in your brother's eye, you have to remove the log from your own eye. Mm. And I, I always thought, how can you fit a log into your eye? And that's 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 similar. related to that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, similar. Like, like before you can criticize other people, you've got to look at yourself. Look at yourself. yourself. Well, you've yeah. got to pull that log out of your eye <laughs> <laughs> so you can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So Ouch. here we go. Mm. I I had a funny experience with a fellow who wants to take up training with us, and he spent. I've I've had two conversations with him, uh, both of them very lengthy. Like one, of the first one was for an hour on the phone, and I didn't realise at the time, but I kept getting hooked into what his his complaint. Like he trained, he's been, he's from interstate, and he's 
found somewhere to train, but where he's training, they they don't really acknowledge his previous experience, and they're not really as good as they say. They're not delivering the promise that they've made, and he just kept he kept uh, rubbishing them constantly, right? And the first hour, I, like, I don't I don't understand where all this is going. I don't get this, but I'm trying to figure out what to what to share with this fellow. Um, about what it is that we do and he keeps saying you know you've got a good reputation and my seafood's told me that you should if anyone should train with you all right, all right, okay all right all right so all right why, why aren't we doing this then and then he, he eventually came in and, and walked in face to face and he came to the academy one afternoon and i had totally forgotten that i had arranged it with him so we were still teaching class and uh, he came in and i think i looked at you Jung and I said, "Do you know this guy?" And, and you looked at me, and said, "Do you know this guy?" I said, "No, I don't know who he is." And, uh, mm. and then I, it dawned on me when I met him, and he told me his name. I said, oh, that's right. I arranged to meet you here at four thirty. Okay. So anyway, we sat, and then it was only face to face that I worked out that something had to stop. And I said to him, "I said, look, right now, uh, what I've got to say is this: you are unteachable." There's nothing I can share with you that's going to make a difference. He goes, why? And I said, because the first thing you actually have to do is stop rubbishing people. Just stop criticizing them. I said, regardless of who this other person is and the relationship I've had with them or had or not had or whatever, stop criticizing him. Because, he says, why? I said, because it's not healthy for you. And whilst you keep criticizing him, all you do is focus your attention on the 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 criticism, and you miss out on whatever experience you're going to have. Like, we can't even talk about something positive here about what you're going to propose to do at Jingmo Academy because your entire attention is focused on criticizing this other Bob. Mm. I said, you've got to stop. Just please stop. And he says, oh, okay, I get it. Glass half empty, half full. And I said, no, no, you don't get it. <laughs> it is not glass half empty, half full. It's you've got to stop criticizing people. Because it's not healthy. And he goes, yeah, 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 I get it. I said, okay. And then it's like within 15 seconds, he starts again. I said, you've done it. He says, what? And I said, you're criticizing again. He goes, oh, Jesus, I'm not criticizing. I said, yeah, it is. So, so stop. That's it. You just have to stop criticizing because whatever decision you made in the past that caused you to choose to go to this place to do these things, that's the past. You cannot change that. It's happened. Now, with greater wisdom and seeking out other alternatives, you've got something else that you can pursue. Mm. Said So therefore, be grateful that you had that experience because without that experience, you wouldn't be here. Mm. And he goes, oh, oh yeah, now. Yeah, that makes sense. I said, so before we go any further, I said, I'm going to speak to your Sifu about what it is we spoke of today and to see how he feels about it. He says, how's, how's that sound? And he goes, yeah, that sounds good. And that other mob, I said, no, no, you've done it again. <laughs> so you've got to stop criticizing. Yeah. And he says, but don't you agree with me? And I said, it doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree. It's got absolutely no bearing on what it is that you want to step forward to do. Because all you're doing is dragging yourself back into the past. And you focus all your energy on... Proving that someone else, proving to yourself that somebody else is not a fit for you. Whether they're good or bad is got nothing to do with it. They have students, right? And he goes, yep. I said, so to them, he's good. We can't be everything to everybody. I said, so he's got students. They pay money. They turn. So he's all right to them. It's just he's not a fit for you. Because, yeah, but he's this and he's that and he's this and he's no good at that and my thing is better than that. And I said, there you go. You've done it again. He goes, oh, it's just really hard, isn't it? I said, yeah, it is really hard. <clears throat> so, I guess looking at the proverb, I mean, that's my experience anyway. So, this this is a, a saying from Bruce Lee. It was so hard sitting with this gent talking uh, because his whole focus was on criticism. Mm. And I, I, like, I didn't get it the first, I spent a good hour and a half with him in total. In the first hour, I didn't get it because it was all on the phone. It was somehow couldn't get a connection but now i'm wiser the moment someone starts criticizing even on the phone i'll, I'll be I'll be uh wise to that and work it out sooner 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Any final words before we sign off, everyone? Phoebe, you sing? Dad, any final words? Thanks for having me on the show. Cool. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. It's lots all of talked fun. out. You're all <laughs> talked out. All done. I'm not a big talker, but... All right, then. No, I don't have anything apart from thanks for joining us on the show and also for uh, taking me up on that that vague invitation of, hey, would you guys... I picked up the phone and said to Phoebe, hey, Phoebe, what are you doing? (laughs) Sunday. Sunday. Oh, nothing, I think. I said, are you up for doing a Tai Chi demonstration? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that was it. I just woke (laughs) up. <laughs> That's right. I was oh, really no, around you, you, you yeah. sound a bit. I was like, oh, you sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. You can see some more for real content on Instagram um, at for real official and on YouTube at for real TV. We're going to be doing some cool videos coming up. We've got some projects going. And season two, there's something new as well. Mm. So keep your eyes out for that. That's eyes or ears? Eyes. Eyes. All the senses. Eyes. All the senses. All the senses. <laughs> and whilst you're listening, if you have any questions or wanderings, you can send them to our email address, forreal at jingmo.com.au. That's F-U-R-E-E-L at G-I-N-G-M-O dot com dot A-U. We would be happy to talk about your questions and wonderings, wouldn't we, Dad? Absolutely. And uh, we'll have that, that in the descriptions sure. so they can just click. Yeah, it's always in the description anyway. Cool. There you go. All right, once again, thank you for tuning in and goodbye. See ya. Good evening. See ya. Hoo-yah!